0: Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa and I'm Lindsay and it is October everybody. Halloween is fast approaching and I really wanted to do something a little scary. Something that I remember from when I was a little kid watching some scary show on TV that I probably shouldn't have been watching but this is one of those stories that has just stuck by me ever since yeah i agree i started i remember years ago we started watching a movie about this when we were i don't know we were probably teenagers and we got so freaked out within like the first 10 minutes we turned it off really i don't remember that that's so funny it happened this is a terrifying story and it is one of the most documented hauntings in all of american history this is your haunted holiday at the Bellwitch Cave and Cabin in Adams, Tennessee. Okay, Lindsay, so like I said, this is truly a documented haunting from the early 1800s. It was quite popular. It was covered in newspapers. There's been numerous books about this. There has been movies, like you said, made about the Bell Witch. And even the government of Tennessee investigated it and determined it to be a true haunting. Well, you know, I will say, so the government investigated it and determined it but they also like burned women at the stake and men like at salem we just talked about this a few episodes i mean so that that's doesn't true. really mean a whole lot to me but this is true it still doesn't mean it's not documented that's that's something and i mean this is a very active poltergeist or witch or you know whatever you want to call it This haunting is surrounding the Bell family that lived in Tennessee at the time in approximately 1817 okay and this haunting went all the way through 1817 to 1821 so about four years of torment from this ghost and we're going to talk about what that torment was. But a couple different theories behind it that I want to talk about that are interesting. Now, one of the primary theories that you are going to hear about is that John Bell, the father of this household, apparently was in some kind of land deal that went bad and it really pissed off one of his neighbors. And his neighbor's name was Kate Batts. And she was pissed off, I guess, and swore on her deathbed that she was going to come back and haunt John Bell. To me, I mean, that sounds pretty promising. Like if somebody's swearing to haunt you for like the rest of days, like that's, that ain't a good sign. That's not a good sign. You know, I would also say that um, that's a lot of energy, you know, in the afterlife to put into something. I mean, he must have done something awful, but I mean, come on. The, the only person I would haunt until the end of days is if somebody came and like murdered me, I, I will haunt you. So just be aware your life will be miserable (laughs) oh 100% 100% I'm gonna come back and haunt anybody like that for sure now so they say that this Kate Batts it is very likely her right either her or maybe she cursed the family that kind of thing now the other theory that I thought was really interesting too is on the property where this family lived there is an Indian burial ground from like forever ago like hundreds of years prior to this and there is a cave on this property and apparently the native americans the burial ground was put right on top of where this cave was and not that long after moving into this house one of the sons of the bell family they were out there and they were just like digging stuff up ran across a native american skull and pulled it out of the ground and actually brought the skull back to the house oh my and gosh. so one of the theories is is that he basically riled up this Native American burial ground and they were cursed based on that well that's so interesting because I mean this has come up multiple times on our show but this almost sounds like it's kind of like the original account of somebody being cursed because they've disturbed the graves of Native Americans or something that's that's interesting. I didn't even realize that was... I've heard this story before, but I can't tell you I remember all the details like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't really know what caused this, but those are the different different theories that are out there. Now, it started off kind of small, but of course creepy AF, right? So John Bell is out on the land and he apparently saw a dog with a rabbit head, okay? And he shot at this thing, and it he didn't get it, and it just, like, disappeared out of thin air. And that is kind of the first account of what they think started to trigger this. A dog with a rabbit head? Yes. They think that this bellwitch ghost can shapeshift into different creatures like this. That sounds like either something, like, demonic or... If it's Bell Witch, she's she's doing that to scare him. Like, I, I but why? Yeah, I don't know. It's strange, right? She's doing that to scare him, probably. Or it is demonic. Now, then, little things started happening. Like they started hearing like knocking on the walls from outside the house. They would go out there, nobody would be there. They thought maybe somebody's playing a prank on us, that kind of thing. They started hearing in the house things like invisible dogs fighting. Like, there would be the noise of a dog fight going on, but no dogs. That is really scary. (laughs) Really? Yes. And then they would also hear, like, chains being pulled along the floor. So it's really just, in my opinion, I think it is something trying to scare the living crap out of them. Because that is, like, some of the scariest imagery. 100%. I agree. It sounds like they're purposely putting out scare things that might be scary, right, to someone. Now it started gradually ramping up. So it started out small. I don't know if we'd call that small, but then it <laughs> got just some chains getting dragged on the floor, just some dogs fighting noises. Yeah. You know. yeah, yeah, little stuff, little little, stuff. little things. <laughs> So then it started happening where like the kids were having the sheets like pulled off their beds in the middle of the night, pillows being taken out from under their heads. So like it started like actually physically doing stuff to things around them. But then it started getting physical with the kids like it started pulling their hair, scratching them. And this entity, for whatever reason, really picked on one of the kids. It picked on uh, their daughter named Betsy in particular, as well as John. So it really had it out for like two people in this household. It hated Betsy, the little girl, and it Mm -hmm. also hated John Bell, the father The other people in the house, like they say, it was almost like semi-nice, they thought. But to Betsy in particular, it would like slap her and leave welts on her. And it would scratch her as well as like pinch her. And they say poke her with needles. Oh, it's time to move, guys. Right. I think you said this went on for four years earlier. It went on for a while. Yeah. So like it tormented this little girl and the father okay according to them now the other thing that started to happen aside from those physical interactions is there would be like very clear voices talking and this is really what the bell witch is known for and what is so crazy when you research this is there are like quotations of what this bell witch said in full sentences full conversations it was known to like be very familiar with the bible and it would like have like regular like arguments about the bible with people in the family like ha! Huh, full-on conversations okay they asked it at one point like why are you here you know that kind of thing and it responded in quotes i am a spirit i was once very happy but have been disturbed Now, I think that lends to the Native American burial ground situation. Yes. The other thing that was interesting that it would do is it would actually gossip about what other households were doing. So they said what it would do is like sometimes like leave for a period of time And then go check in, like, around the neighborhood, I guess, and be like, oh, Patty down the street is, you know, doing this or whatever. And, like, would gossip. And then they'd go ask Patty down the street, and Patty would be like, yeah, I did do that yesterday. So it was, like, moving around at a very high speed and, like, going in and checking in and then telling them what was happening in that household which they would then go back and like try to fact check scary i think every time you quote the bell witch you need to do it in that voice (laughs) (laughs) that's just how i imagine the voice sounds totally yeah now, the other thing that it did is one time, I guess, they were like trying to test it and see what it could do, because it became like a pretty popular story around town. It even kind of spread out a little bit in that, that area of the country people were familiar would show up and try to debunk it or investigate it. And at one point, apparently, this bell witch quoted a sermon. In the location of the Bell's home and then also 13 miles away at the exact same time in another house where they were listening for it and so they could hear the Bell Witch talking in both locations because I guess they kind of challenged it to do that. Interesting you know what I was also just thinking kind of going back to the you know it was once a happy spirit and now it's disturbed and so now it's here right it lends more to that Native American theory but like it's also quoting the Bible and stuff like that, which I would think like Native Americans aren't familiar with that. That's true. So that kind of, although we don't really know a whole lot about what happens after death, right? I mean, who knows? Maybe it now is knowledgeable about this, but I don't know. It makes me think not Native American as a result of that. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. The other big thing that this witch apparently did is also threaten to kill the husband, John Bell, because it really had it out for him. Which, again, lends to the neighbor that's really mad at him, the neighbor Kate Batts, and she continued to threaten to kill him. Like I said, people came from all around to come investigate this story, and one of the more famous people that decided to show up to investigate this was Andrew Jackson, who was living in Nashville, Tennessee, had heard about it, and he decided, I'm going to gather some people up. Let's go down there. I want to either disprove this or like kind of have a fun night investigating, kind of like what we do is what it reminded (laughs) me of a little bit. I'm going to read to you an account of what happened with Andrew Jackson when he gathered all these people. And this is an excerpt from M.V. Ingram's 1894 book, An Authenticated History of the Famous Bell Witch. And it said, General Jackson's party came from Nashville with a wagon loaded with a tent, provisions etc bent on a good time and much fun investigating the witch the men were riding on horseback and were following along in the rear of the wagon as they approached near the place discussing the matter and planning how they were going to do up the witch just then traveling over a smooth level piece of road the wagon halted and stuck fast the driver popped his whip whooped and shouted to the team and the horses pulled with all of their might but could not move the wagon an inch. It was dead stuck as if welded to the earth. General Jackson commanded all men to dismount and put their shoulders to the wheels and give the wagon a push but all in vain. It was a no-go. The wheels were then taken off one at a time and examined and found to be all right. Revolving easily on the axles, General Jackson, after a few moments thought, realizing that they were in a fix, threw up his hands, exclaiming, "'By the Eternal, boys, it is the witch!' Then came the sound of a sharp, metallic voice from the bushes, saying, "'All right, General, let the wagon move on. I will see you again tonight.'" The men, in a bewildered astonishment, looked in every direction to see if they could discover from whence came the strange voice, but could find no explanation to the mystery. The horses then started unexpectedly of their own accord, and the wagon rolled along as light and smoothly as ever. Very crazy. That's where I end my journey to go see the Bell Witch. I would agree with you, but they decided to proceed on. They- right. He's a general... They're tough, right? right? But no, that's where it ends for me. So they go to the Bell property to go investigate this witch. Apparently for a while, nothing was really happening. And at one point, one of the guys in his crew claimed to be like a witch tamer and had a revolver with a silver bullet in it and was exclaiming, this silver bullet will kill any entity that approaches us. This witch is just too scared to show her face. And, like, as soon as he said that, like, scared comment, apparently he started, like, contorting around and was, like, screaming because he claimed he was being, like, pinched and poked with needles and quickly got, like, thrown out the door physically of the house, like, pushed out by something. So after that happened, there was, like, the witch's voice came up and was, like, he's a liar basically something like that right he's a phony, you know and said like i'm gonna reveal another one of your bonies tomorrow or something like that so like the rest of andrew jackson's crew were like sleeping in tents out there on the property and they were like can we please get the hell out of here <laughs> Well, it sounds like some of them are finally coming to their senses. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So they want to get the hell out of here. We don't know exactly what happened after that, but they did, I guess, like flee in the middle of the night. Like the whole Andrew Jackson crew were like, okay, we've had enough. Apparently there was people getting like sheets pulled off of them, including Andrew Jackson. Like they had had enough. And he even said, I'd rather fight the British in New Orleans than to have to fight the Bell Witch. Well, it's an enemy you can't see. Yep. I mean, and terrifying, right? So that's just one account. Like, they were hearing voices. The exact same types of things that the family was experiencing. Now, it all reached a head one morning when they go into John Bell's room and he is not Waking up. He's actually in some kind of coma. And they're trying to figure out, like, what on earth happened? He's not waking up. And they look at his medicine cabinet, and apparently he would take the same kind of medicine every day. And they did not find his normal medicine. Instead, they found, like, a vial. And in this vial, they didn't know what it was. But then they heard the bell witch say, I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night which fixed him and was like laughing and stuff. Okay. So supposedly this ghost poisoned this guy and they didn't know what the substance was, but they supposedly tested it on like a local cat that was roaming around to see what would happen if it took it and it was very poisonous and the cat died. John Bell passed away the next day. So this is actually the first account or maybe the only of a ghost or some sort of spiritual being killing a person wow that's terrifying you know because on this show we always talk about Well, what are they gonna do i mean yeah they pull the sheets off you. you know maybe they scratch you or pull your hair those are kind of like the worst of that we hear even on this show so far but yeah the thought of death i mean this sounds like a very powerful entity it doesn't sound like your typical poltergeist agreed Now, the story that stuck with me, since I saw this documentary about it when I was a little kid, is always that they go to bury Mr. Bell and they're at the burial site. Everybody's sad, of course. And apparently they could hear the witch's voice And it was laughing and singing drinking songs. And it proceeded to do this until every single person left the gravesite. Like, it would not stop and let them mourn. And to me, that is just like, that gives me chills. 100%. That's very scary. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations and uncovering spine-chilling tales, and now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it, From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine-tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Now, not long after John Bell passed away and was murdered by this witch, or did you consider this, Lindsay? Maybe it's just like somebody that hated him that wanted to murder him and attribute it to a ghost. Oh, that's possible. I mean, gosh, that's the more logical explanation, really. Right. But, I mean, exactly. Now, years later in a newspaper, one of the things, one of the theories, I should say, that this newspaper published, was that the daughter, Betsy, wanted to marry this guy that she had fallen in love with and that she had learned to become a ventriloquist and learned how to, like, throw her voice and stuff like that. And the reason they said that she did this is because they asked, like, the Bell Witch, when are you planning on leaving? And it said something to the effect, when Jonathan and Betsy get married, I will leave right and so Hmm. they think based on that Betsy was just like a really good ventriloquist (laughs) I don't know it sounds pretty absurd is it like voice throwing not even real I I have no idea you know I I mean it's one thing if you're like hey blah 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 out of the side of your mouth it's another if you make your voice sound like it's coming from the other side of the room which is voice throwing and that's not a thing I I mean maybe I'm wrong here guys but I I don't think that's a thing it sounds far-fetched to me as well now not long after john died the witch you know kind of decided to back off a little bit and it actually said to promise to return in seven years to the family and in fact they say that it did return seven years later in 1828 primarily showed up to the son where it was giving him prophecies about things that actually came true, like it talked about the Civil War that was coming up, talked about World War One, World War Two, But the family says they tried to kind of ignore it and not encourage it, not ask it questions, and eventually they think it just kind of like got bored because... They were trying to ignore it mm-hmm. and it went away, but it did say it was going to come back in 107 years to some members of their family that are still living. And, you know, we don't know if it ever did because no member of the family ever came out and said, yeah, the bell, Witch came back 107 years later. So we don't really That's know. That's terrifying to even just think you might be some relative, of this family, you know, gosh, check your genealogy folks. Let's hope you're not a relative of the bell family, but very scary. And also that, that right there is polter kind of poltergeist like, right? I think that some spirits, they, they really take your energy and what you give it. Right. So if you're putting a lot of attention into it, if you're scared and that's what it's looking for, you're just amping it up. Giving it more power, you know. Whereas if you kind of ignore it, go a lot, go about your day, it gives it a little bit less to work with. So yep. I don't know. Exactly. To this day, on the property where the Bells lived, they do think that there is some energy. Now, I don't know how much they're experiencing in terms of voices at this this ghost was really, really known for. There honestly have not been a lot of paranormal investigations here. So what they have today is there is a cabin that has been rebuilt. Um, So it's not the original cabin, okay? But it it is made to look just like it would have back then. The furniture is not original, but it is furniture from that time period, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But there's also a cave. And if you remember from the beginning of the show... The Native American burial ground was directly on top of that cave. And they call this cave the Bell Witch Cave because apparently there is a lot of activity in there. And they think this may be where the Bell Witch is still hanging out. That's a pretty sad place to be for the rest of eternity. It is. So some of the things that you need to look for if you show up to this cave, because you can actually go to the Bill Witch Cave and the cabin and get a tour of it. You should look for apparitions. The owner, who is apparently even was a skeptic at one point, um, she claimed that she was in the cave at one point and saw an apparition of a boy. And he like walked into a wall and almost like it covered back up behind him. So they think there might be some sort of portal or something that is down there allowing spirits to come in. Now, the other thing that you should listen for is talking. Of course, you'll hear like different conversations and chatter throughout. Also, this is really creepy to me is when you're out there and you're looking over like the fields because it is a pretty rural area and it's just like pure darkness you will sometimes see like candle lights like bouncing around almost like people are walking through the field with a candle oh that's scary that is really scary also, there is mist and orbs when you take photos, so be sure to bring your camera. Take tons of photos when you are there. Now, one of the creepy things that I saw, there, like I said, there has not been a ton of paranormal investigations at this place, at least that have been televised. Now, of course, one of the people that went is our friends from the Ghost Adventures television show. Yeah. And they did experience some interesting things there. Um, One of the things that stuck out to me personally was the sound on an EVP of pigs grunting. What? And there was nothing around like that. No, nothing around like that. And it really did sound like pigs. Okay, and that kind of goes back to the shapeshifter thing, yeah. right? Where it was turning into different animals, like that dog with the rabbit's head, right? That's what I thought of. What about the sound of the fighting dogs? This was early into the haunting when it was like, just little things, you right? Know, I feel like So-called this, little things. I don't know if pigs have like a, a tie to like demons or anything, but I imagine they probably do because I, it's just a scary image. <laughs> Well, I will say, and maybe that's the the point, right? Right. Like we said earlier, it may have no link, but we do assimilate that, you know, from TV and movies and, you know, I watched the uh, American Horror Story, Roanoke uh, Mm -hmm. season, and there is a lot of that symbology there. But, you know, whether that's a real thing, I don't know, probably not. But it's scary. Right. Scary nonetheless. And the other thing that was really interesting is apparently, if you're in this cave and you take a rock from the cave, something will follow you and you'll be considered cursed. Kind of like take a rock. Right. Kind of like not asking Robert the Doll's permission to take a photo or something like that. Yeah. Like, people were experiencing horrible tragedies after taking these rocks. And they regularly get mail where people are sending the rock back. Like, please take this rock back. Like, our lives have been destroyed by this curse. Wow. So don't take a rock, I think, is the <sighs> the moral of the story. <laughs> okay so if you want to go to the bell witch cabin and cave and next time we are in tennessee Lindsay, if we're anywhere near adams we must go i i just think this is one of those must do things yes i agree we need to go but we will not take a rock no i am not messing with any of that but i would like to experience something yeah <laughs> Now, you can go, I will say, it is closed right now due to COVID-19 with the pandemic. So you do want to go to their website, check regularly if this is something that you want to go experience. I did not see any opportunities for like overnight ghost hunts or anything like that. So that to me was a little bit disappointing because I would love to go and do like a several hour ghost hunt kind of thing. But right. this is a historic location, so that's really what it's all about, is to really tell you the story of the Bell family, what happened with the Bell Witch, and you can go to a couple different things. There's no appointment needed when they are open, so like I said, check their website for the dates that they're available. And you can just show up when they're open, and to go into the cave and get a tour of that is just $12. $12. To go into the cabin is $8, and if you want to do all of the above, it's a combined cost of $18, so a little bit of a discount. So I'm going to splurge. I'm going to spend that $18. I'd really like to see both of those. Totally, and I'd like to try to get as much time in there, like with my K2 meter and whatnot, as I can before the tour ends. I know. And I wonder, because right now it's closed due to COVID-19, I wonder if in October they offer more specialty things usually. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, I can't tell because it's not on their website and you can't really reach anybody right now. So hopefully that will open again soon. But I mean, this is one of those stops that you just got to go do. You got to check it out. Maybe you'll have some kind of creepy encounter it's, it very well could be the most famous haunting ever, right, yeah. in the world. And, you know, to in order to actually be there and potentially have any sort of experience based on how famous this story is would be pretty cool. Well, this sounds like a great stop to make. Hopefully they'll be able to open here soon. So guys, keep your eyes open, check out their website. And uh, when they get back open, let us know if you get a chance to make it out there and experience anything. We would love to hear your stories. In fact, if you have any ghost stories, if you have recommendations for episodes, send us an email, go to our website, yourhauntedholiday.com and click contact us. It'll shoot us an email with your stories. We may read it out on the air. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. One last thing before we close, next week we are gonna start our two-parter that is gonna be around Lisa and I's favorite haunted location the Bullock Hotel in Deadwood, South Dakota. This is a place where we experienced our very first ghost encounter and what really inspired us to be so interested in the paranormal, why we do the show ultimately. So this is going to be a two-part little series as a buildup to Halloween, kind of our special gift to you guys. So make sure to tune in next week um, and, and check that out. Yes, absolutely. Happy Halloween, everybody, and stay healthy and safe that's right. If you guys are enjoying the show, please make sure to rate us five stars and leave us a review. Uh, That really helps us a lot. It helps engage more listeners. And thank you guys so much for listening. Happy Halloween.